Hey folks, Sean here. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about how to skip the spinning rims. And I want to talk to you more about what I mean by that, but really it's any steps that may be deemed potentially unnecessary or out of order when you're trying to succeed in building a B2B SaaS product, especially on the earlier stage side. Now, the story I want to share with you is that for one of my B2B SaaS products, an HR tech product that I have, when I was doing, when I was building that, that was one of the first B2B SaaS businesses I built over 10 years ago. But when I was building it, I was going through the steps the way I thought you were supposed to. Everything was buttoned up, everything was official. All the policies for the product were going through proper legal process. I was paying a fortune, it was taking forever. That included naming as well too, which ended up landing us on a trademark that we worked, we worked through with a branding and positioning company to ultimately identify naming that we should use for the product related to the components. All sounded great, but that took forever and cost a fortune. And then we went through the legal route to get trademark protection for said naming, and that took forever and cost a fortune. So <clears throat> now the make, trying to make this long story short here, I'm arguing against doing these things, and I'll qualify that in a moment, but what ended up happening in that scenario there's all these caveats when you file for a trademark, or at least there was when I did it. And ultimately, there's supposed to be protection in place. Like you're hiring the, the legal team to perform the research for you to make sure no one else has filed a similar trademark and that you're going to have exclusive rights to that name. That's the whole point of the trademark. In my scenario, what ended up happening was someone else outside the U.S. had filed for the same name and there was some technicality which enabled them to backdate their application six months earlier than mine. Because if you looked at the application dates on the surface, ours was before theirs, which is usually the tiebreak, meaning that we had rights to it, not them. But because of this technicality, they were able to like override our date and then place theirs further into the past, which meant that now they owned the right to it. And when I talked about this with my legal team, they were like, well, there's nothing we can do. And I'm like, why did I pay you a fortune, right? That was the whole point of this. <laughs> but there's a bunch of caveats in place, right? In order to protect them from this, I suppose. So here's the long story short, right? What I do now is probably what you're most interested in. I don't do any of that. I don't file any trademarks. I pick a name and I run with it. Why? Again, because marketing is hard and it's gonna take a minute for your product to get on the map. Now. What I did in that instance, when they came up and said that they were gonna come after us for using the name and all this kind of stuff, is I sold it to them. Fine, I'll give you the name, I won't fight this, but I'm selling it to you. Rather not have to go through any of that again. And all I ended up doing was changing the name to something similar. And you could do the same thing. So what I would rather you do is skip the process of hiring the huge legal team, spending a fortune on all that time. Why? because it distracted us from the real mission. And that was making the B2B SaaS product successful. So that's the skipping the spinning rims I'm talking about. If you're worried about this stuff, just don't. It's just not worth it. This is very much a forgiveness thing instead of a permission thing. Now, be careful who you ask for advice here. And I'll caveat the fact that I am not a lawyer and you should definitely speak with one. But if you talk to a lawyer about this, they're obviously going to say go the proper trademark route. Why? Because that's what they do, right? They're, they're there to give you that advice, but I'm here to give you an alternative opinion based on real life experience and what happened with my product. Now, let's say you pick a name and in the end, someone else comes after you for it. What do you do? 
just change the name, right? That's literally all you got to do. <laughs> and like, it can be similar, right? And I'm not necessarily talking about the name of the company, although maybe, right? I'm talking more along the lines of like naming components of your product, right? Or trade, you know, something you might trademark, right? So ours, ours switched to something similar and was still super effective and none of our customers cared. So the impact of it was very minimal and it's something that you can do too, but it won't slow you down. So same thing when it comes to the your proper policies. Now these are important, right? And however you wanna go about this, please feel free. Now, instead of, I'm not recommending you skip these because <laughs> these are important, right? But your terms of service, your privacy policy, your data policy, all of those elements, there are a ton of great generators out there these days, like getterms.io, for example, that I've used plenty of times, especially in the early side of things when it comes to building and launching a B2B SaaS business, as opposed to spending thousands of dollars for a legal team to come up with one, because you know what? You know what the legal team does? They take a copy or a template and they just take inputs from you and they update a template that they've already sold 50 times to other companies. <laughs> for thousands of dollars. They do this over and over again. So I'm gonna air a little bit of that dirty laundry and just ask or recommend that like me, you skip that step, at least in the early stage side of things and just go straight to a generator. That's gonna be significantly cheaper, probably a hundred times cheaper. Instead of $5,000, you might spend 50 bucks, right? Well worth the cost savings, but more importantly here, the time savings. You're not gonna spend a ton of time going round and round in an archaic, slow process to generate something that's gonna be a copy anyway, right? So I want you to, the takeaway from this episode is to think about the things that may be slowing you down and really ask yourself, is this critical to the mission, which is putting the B2B SaaS product on the map, making sure that can be successful. And if it isn't, and there's something about it that potentially can be skipped and then updated at a later stage, I want you to consider it. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.